The Athletic Podcast Network is supported by the Quip Electric Toothbrush, the Tesla of toothbrushes. Most people's oral care habits could be better. We often brush for less than two minutes and use old, worn-out bristles. Quip makes having a fresh, healthy mouth easy and convenient. Their electric toothbrush pulses every 30 seconds, so you clean your mouth evenly, and they deliver brush head refills every three months, like the dentists recommend. Get your first refill free at getquip.com slash listen. That's getquip.com slash listen. I keep seeing people saying, like, don't drink Coke, because if it can dissolve rust, think of what it does to your stomach. But y'all seem to be forgetting that your stomach is not made out of metal, and thus the same chemical reactions cannot occur. <gasps> Crazy. <laughs> Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network, Tuesday, February 11th. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hello, everybody. Hello, Tass. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm, Lee and last but not least, making the magic happen, it's JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And make sure you email us your NBA questions and comments to no dunks at theathletic.com. We'll be stepping on the beach tomorrow on Wednesday. So you got a good 24 hours and change here to get those cues in. And also, I'll throw this in right now. Keep your eyes and your ears on the No Dunks podcast feed a little bit later today on Tuesday. Because we got a bonus podcast coming, a little one-on-one interview. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not even going to tell you who it is, mm. but I think this could be a lot of fun. So make wow. sure you're subscribed to the No Dunks wow. podcast feed. All right. We will get to um, Joel Embiid and his social media activity on Monday night. Your toss to the other podcast was cryptic, like Joel Embiid skeets. It's true. <laughs> it's true, Tessa. That's a little bit later in the show. We're going to start by looking at some of last night's games with a little true or false, guys. First one, the Raptors extended their franchise record winning streak to 15 games by beating the Wolves 137-126 on Monday night. OG with the career-high 25 points. I get wobbly, wobbly, because he had quite the line. The Raptors set a record for the longest win streak by a Canadian-based professional sports franchise. <laughs> you can suck a dick, Calgary Stampeders. The Raptors own that now. Guys, here's the true or false. We're going to have some fun with these today, all right? True or false, the Raptors may never lose again. Well, it's true in theory, isn't it? I mean, it's 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 technically possible they could never lose again. The may is possible. Yes, that's right. But of course, they will lose again at some point. Uh, this was a very impressive second half from the Raptors. Cranked I, up that defense. They absolutely did. They got a help by uh, basically D'Angelo Russell was was pretty ordinary with the ball uh, offensively and defensively. A couple of times, Pascal switched onto D'Angelo and just. Uh, devoured him Barbecue I would say him. yes yeah, uh, but uh, you know again the Raptors they make no excuses and, and really the blessing in disguise of last season when Kawhi sat out for 22 games was the Raptors were like we're better with you but you know what if you want to sit out we're going to show that we've got other guys who can play and you're seeing that again right now that anyone who gets minutes is going out there and putting in and trying to earn their spot on the roster or on the on the team and it just it filters through from the top it comes starts from you know guys like pascal and kyle are the leaders but then you're seeing anyone who comes out there and terrence davis has been great he wasn't so good last night but he's an example of someone who's like if you get minutes and nick nurse will give you minutes 
you'll get a chance to go out there and perform. So I thought it was a, a very impressive second half. The Raptors, I think, were probably uh, just a little sluggish in that first half, giving up uh, about a thousand points to Minnesota. Sluggish. They were just having fun. Yeah. So I was like, hey, we're, nobody's playing defense this first half. Let's all try and score seventy points. Um, and then they realized, yeah, we got to play at least a little bit hard for the third quarter here. So OG Pascal and Rondé Hollis Jefferson really turned up the defense. And that was pretty much the game because once it came down to the Timberwolves having to get stops, there was no chance. It was Russell and Towns in pick and roll every oh. single time, and that's exactly what's going to happen to the Timberwolves for the next five seasons. Yeah, that's that's the thing. If you're watching the Minnesota Timberwolves and you're Carl Anthony Towns, they're just going to come at you. They're oh. going to come at you and D'Angelo Russell, and you're going to you're going to have to outscore teams unless somehow Carl Anthony Towns develops basketball instincts on that end. Because he just doesn't have them. He's lost. He, he just, doesn't know what to do. It's weird. I, <laughs> it I, I find I find it crazy. I mean, it, it's happened all season long. It started well. One of the big examples I thought was De'Aaron Fox sort of quick free throw in the mm. the Wolves the other week, and Anthony Towns just still looking up at the rim as D'Anthony De'Aaron Fox grabbed the ball and scored, and he was still boxing out at the same time. Like the, it's just. Is it not in him? I just don't get it. He's a smart guy. <laughs> you know, we've we've had him on the show before. He's he's bright. He gets basketball. He's a, he's a very personable guy in the media. It seemed like he could be a franchise guy from that aspect. He, he's he's quick on his feet, but on that end, I just don't get it. Yeah. I, I it's just I don't know, Skeets. It's like when you talk about guys who are uh, guys or girls who are incapable of having rhythm on a dance floor mm. or or Lee on the mic when he's rapping like there's no rhythm whatsoever <laughs> and you find it so foreign. I, I, I find yeah. it's nuts to see a basketball player who's so talented with the ball. He's got touch. He's got yeah, makes he's got decisions. footwork. Yeah, offensively. He's got rhythm. He's he's got, he's got the ability he's to tall. move. He's he's very big. <laughs> he's tall. <laughs> yeah, he's huge. Uh, but the the footwork stops on the defensive end. It's just he's in the wrong spots and he makes bad very bad decisions. So that's what their defense is going to be going forward. It's just nuts. It's just nuts. Yeah, the Raptors. Uh, you were saying how they sort of just took it easy in the first half, and then yeah, for about six or seven minutes, let's actually play defense yep. and help turn you know the Wolves into a lot of turnovers. Twenty three season worst for them. That led to thirty four Raptors points. The Raps have done this multiple times this season, where it's like. It is, and, and, and you can't blame them because you're continuing to win games, and it's a, it's a long game, it's a long season, everybody knows that. Uh, you know, they had a long playoff run, of course, last year, so it's, it's easy to sort of coast for a couple of quarters, but when you have that ability to be like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. let's play now. Let's actually show them what defense and let's run them off the three-point line and see what they do and force them into turnovers. It's something special. The Raps, if they can beat the Nets tomorrow night, Wednesday night in Brooklyn, they'll extend the streak to officially one month of perfect basketball their last loss on january 12th versus the spurs uh we had a question i saw on twitter from avi and it will be beach stepping tomorrow but avi said do you think this streak will assist in any way in the playoffs will it provide confidence for some of the young players sort of i think what you were alluding to there lee with the how well they played without Kawhi last year i think they mm-hmm. went 17 and 5 in those 22 games Kawhi had miss and uh you know is there something to that that avi asks well, I think, again, Nick Nurse trusts anyone who goes out yeah. there. He gives you a chance. And if, if it's your night, and we saw earlier in the season, remember Chris Boucher was fantastic early on, and he got he sort of got rewarded for that. Well, you know, when he's not playing so well, he doesn't get as many minutes, but there's, there's no sort of lingering uh, hostility or anything like that from the coach. It's like, we need guys tonight, you know, because Serge Ibaka was a late omission from the game. Yeah. And they basically played Ronde as their centre. And, you know, obviously he was giving up probably four or five inches out of towns, but physically... 
he 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 just kind of bodied him a couple of times and said, "Listen, you're not going to just back me down here." So and Towns wasn't really able to take advantage of that. So I, I think so. I think it, when I look at the Raptors, I think they don't seem that deep because some of those names on the roster. But he gets good production out of them, Nick Nurse. So I, I think that's a credit. But again, I think that's a credit to the leaders on this team who don't ever sort of feel like, hey, I have to get all the shots tonight. This is my team. It's, it's right. it, you know, there's, there, you're going to get uh, shots if you're out there and you're playing hard and you're playing defense. And uh, yeah, it, I, I think it does. It gives them confidence that they know they can win. They can, but they're as good as anybody when they're playing their best and especially when they're fully healthy, which they're not right now. Well, Nurse won this game with the way he was playing Carl Anthony Towns and, and doubling him and throwing guys at him. They didn't have their top two centers, and Marcus Ole and Serge Ibaka were out. And so, yeah, Rondé Hollis Jefferson is 6'5 without shoes, as he told Eric Carina. <laughs> a, a solid 6'6 with shoes. He, he, he said a stout, solid 6'6, I believe were the exact words. And... Um, it was just bodies from everywhere. Pascal Siakam's length. I mean, this was, was sort of how they played Giannis. Like they just, yeah, they just turn him, turn him into a pl- like a playmaker. Yeah, make him pass the ball and They're see if any th- of these other guys can beat you. And a couple of it's times when, yeah. when he was in the paint and he got fouled, he got like three guys whacking him as well. So so yeah. Towns got no easy baskets. None of those sort of baskets that that star players like to get just to feel confident. Like if he was making a basket, he earned it. Let's look into the crystal ball here with these reps because their next three. You know, I said the Nets there on Wednesday. Then after the All-Star break, they've got the Suns and the Pacers. If they were to win all three of those... <laughs> yeah, we're that, already we're that, looking past it. Shouldn't do it. Okay. Shouldn't do well, it. If it's they like do, what the Bucks did when they look past the uh, Luka Doncic-less. Mm. Uh, Luka Doncic-less. That's the word. Those are the words of a non-word that's not an Can you say word. regularly? Uh, regularly. <laughs> regularly. Uh, <laughs> they, they jo- trust me, that joke will pay off yeah. down the line. That's a co- <laughs> just, put, <laughs> just bank that one for a second, all right? That's a harbinger. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the Bucks had that streak going, and they lost to Dallas without Luka Doncic. Yeah. Don't do it. Well, Don't this, do is it. Anyway. Why, this, no, this is why I bring it up, because if they were to win those three, Nets, Suns, and Pacers, the Raps did, they would be tied with the Bucks for the longest win streak of the season at 18. Mm-hmm. Guess who they play for the potential 19th I, straight I win? Know. Bucks. I don't know. Milwaukee Bucks in Toronto. That's crazy. My goodness, on TNT. Come wow. on. Come on. Come on. Do you think the Calgary uh, Flames I, will be in attendance then for that? Calgary Stampede. Oh, Stampede. Oh. Don't you know anything about sports, man? I thought you liked sports. <laughs> I thought the Edmonton Oilers were like the best team of the 80s. They never rattled off a big win streak like yeah, that. It's a lot, it's of, a wins, lot of wins. It's a lot of wins. <laughs> yeah, the longest winning streak by any Canadian-based team in the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, or Canadian Football League history. Obviously, Canadian Football League history. Yeah. They only play 18 games. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, guess, I guess they're only at 16. Uh, right. But uh, does that say more about Canada, do Americans say, "Well, your Canadian teams just stink. <laughs> Can't had, win a lot of games in a row." We've had longer streaks here in America. <laughs> well, maybe you have more American teams. You've got your own problems. Okay? <laughs> do you think <laughs> you should have a sixty-win streak with all the teams you have in all these leagues I mentioned? Pass. <laughs> Pass, get back to <laughs> get back to boy, man. Um, do you think then? That the Raps will still be undefeated when they get to that game, or no? Will they drop one of these against the Nets, Suns, or Pacers? Not easy teams. Like these are no. those are three solid teams. Pacers there. will get to. They're they're looking for a win. They're desperate yeah. for a W. Yeah, I don't like that All Star break for the Raps. Same here. Yeah. That's my exactly. nine days off. I don't think they're going to be all fat. still on this streak <laughs> by the time they get to uh, play Milwaukee. I'll counter that though by saying they might be fully healthy out of the All Star break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, are it's, they going to get past the Nets? Well. Might be all a moot point. Mm, you're right. You're right. So Wednesday anyway, yeah. uh, obviously a great win uh, by the Raps there to continue the streak. And, uh, you know, I think uh, even Nick Nurse talked about it. Like, they're getting everybody's, like, 
best shot here now too everybody wants to snap the streak that's like you just come in there like oh yeah we'll be the ones that finally uh end the winning streak so everybody's putting up their best effort and the and the wolves again they were on fire in in sort of a glorified pickup game there for a little while but when the raps played d whoo it was over it's got a tiny feel to the uh the rockets 22 game win streak more than a decade ago in, in 2008. Oh, right? interesting. A little bit. What? But, so uh, that's uh, when Yao Ming goes down. You're yeah. talking about that yeah. streak, and then it yeah. was all Dikembe Mutombo leading the way for the rest of it. Yeah, Shane Battier. And... Rafa was on that team, wasn't he, I think? Rafa Alston. Bunch of good players. They yeah. lost in the first round. They were injured, though, in that, in that playoff round against the Blazers. The Braps are going to win a first-round series. Lock it in. If they, uh, if they, you know, if they definitely, if they finish second, they're sweeping that. Net series, whoa, whoa, sweeping whoa, it. Sweet. Call what it. What about if Durant it. comes back? Eh, no, yeah. <laughs> um, no. Just one more thing. I thought about this team because my my biggest reservation with the Raptors moving into the playoffs this year is with no Kawhi, Ken Siakam, or somebody else, of course, be the guy in a close game that gets you a bucket. You know, gets you gets to a spot and scores or gets to the line. And yeah, uh, last night versus the Wolves. Hell yeah, it was Siakam. He was proving that, yeah, I can do that. Now you're not going to be playing D'Angelo Russell in the Wolves, <laughs> unfortunately, in a playoff series. So that is always my my biggest reservation. What happens uh, with no Kawhi? Because we saw it time and time again in those games and those playoff series that he would just get you a bucket, like to stop bleeding or to hit the big shot, whatever it was. He, he did it time and time again. And I'm starting to think about this a little bit more of maybe it just doesn't have to be Siakam. It will be by committee. Because Van Vliet, we know he ain't afraid of the big shot. Oh, yeah. Lowry ain't afraid of the big shot. A guy like Serge is not afraid to take a, a big shot, even if he's missed you know, seven or eight in a row. It Maybe will have to be that and not, like, here, Siakam, go do a bunch of spin moves on a guy. It, 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 like, you know, like... <laughs> Almost fall over and somehow get it on the rim uh, it's and make it. It's yeah. crazy how he flips it up there. Because yeah. he's so long, too, because he can get that dribble down low, but then he just rises up and I know. it's like... Yeah, oh, that, oh, that went in nice. But yeah. I think it, I think it's gonna have to be that again by committee, um, and that still worries me. I, you know, that's uh, not easy to do. It's a lot easier to say, "Here, superstar guy, go <laughs> yes, do your it, thing." It uh, is a throwback to the earlier Raptors era. Yeah, uh, DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. One of those guys is gonna have to get the shot. We don't know which one it's gonna be. Yeah. Hopefully, it's somebody. It's a lot easier when you have a guy who's gonna get a good shot and Kawhi Leonard every single time. But Siakam has. Carried the load when he's been healthy this year, and Lowry, of course, is ready to perform in the playoffs. Uh, you're not worried about anybody's nerves anymore on the Raptors, that's for sure. All right, well, let's keep it moving. We've talked way too long about the Raptors. I've upset some Celtics fans, I'm sure, out there listening. The Beantown boys, I can hear their music coming. Um, all right, next one, Spencer Dinwiddie. He probably screened Bitcoin as he calmly knocked down the go-ahead jumper with five seconds left to give the Nets a 106-105 victory over the Pacers. Indy's sixth consecutive loss. And uh, it was a rare road victory for Brooklyn. I want to know, true or false, was that the Nets' best win of the season for them? Anybody? <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally true. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they had a game winner against the Knicks in the second game of the season. Is that a more impressive win? <laughs> no, this, this is their first road win against a good team. Okay. You know, if, uh, the Pacers are a good team, of course, even though they're reeling. It's their first one against, like, they, they rarely get a victory on the road, and when they do, it's been against... Some crap teams. Sure. So it's a quality win. Well, the the uh, the Pacers, the Nets were in control of this game, I thought, for most of the game. But the Pacers led by four with about a minute to go. And Oladipo, they were still up two. And Oladipo, I think he went for the confidence running home run ball last night with a three to try to seal the game. And it missed. 
and eventually they lose the game. Now, again, not going to blame one particular player, but I sort of felt that, oh, the depot's been moving okay, not shooting the ball well, but he's passing and, and his ball control is okay. But I think he wanted that, like, this can sort of snap me out of my funk here if I hit the big shot and we go on to win this game. That could get him going, but uh, unfortunately it didn't work that way, and then the pace has come down. And listen, talk about end of game. You want a guy who takes confidence in that shot. Give me Spencer Dinwiddie a lot because he wants the ball. <laughs> he wants the ball and he knows exactly where he wants to go to take that shot. That's what he did last night. He sized up his defender. I think it was uh, Brogdon. It was. And he just took him to his spot and we'll step back and knocked it in. And uh, when you're a coach, you, you know, you, you want a guy who's like, I'm, I don't, I'm not afraid to miss this. I'm going to go out there and knock that in. I thought it was a beautiful shot, well executed, and they win the game from it. So uh, Spencer didn't we? And after the game, Kenny Atkinson was asked, like, what's going to happen when Kyrie comes back? And he was kind of like, uh, let's cross that bridge when we get to it, because this is a tough situation for him. You know, Kyrie is a star player, and Dinwiddie is not that sort of a star player. But Dinwiddie has taken and made some big shots this season. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, another an important win for the Nets. They need as many as they can right now. So... Uh, I thought it was impressive that they got there in the end, even though they led and controlled most of the game. Spencer Dinwiddie's got the 26 on his back because he changed his number in an ode to Kobe Bryant, the 2 plus 6, and it was a very Kobe-like shot. Not having a very good night, 3 for 14 going into that shot. Got to his spot, buried it. And uh, the Pacers are, are reeling at the end of games. It's just oh, it's happening yeah. over and over and over again. Scott Agnes on the Athletic outlined their six-game losing streak. They are in or up in clutch situations in every single one of these games. Yeah. And and I think um, what's happening here with Victor Oladipo coming back is exa- I think Victor Oladipo outlined it the best. He said, we're thinking too much out there. And I think that's what's happening. They just Like you even saw Demata Sabonis had the ball with 10 seconds left. He had DeAndre Jordan in front of him. He got past DeAndre Jordan, and then he kind of did like a Steve Nash, like circle the wagons, like just dribble, 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 oh, that dribble. Was like, weird. like, where am I going? Because they are thinking too much. Like, you have the ball, score. And he ended up scoring yeah. <laughs> because he was just too open. I just, they're, they're tr- mentally trying to implement Victor Oladipo in the last few minutes, I think. And Malcolm Brogdon, you saw even his bad shot to try and draw contact there at the end. I think it's just another example of. Uh, at a, overthinking it's, it? They're overthinking, and there sounds like it feels like they're starting the season over again, and they just don't know who's our guy. Um, or we, we're trying to implement this guy, but they're just not taking their shots that are open. And uh, yeah, they're they're this team that's not going to win by ten points any night. So they come down to these close games, and if you're not gonna if you're gonna overthink things, and you're not going to get your shots off like you're a professional basketball player, and you can, uh, you you're going to lose. And <laughs> that's what's happening these last six games. Yeah, the one win that the Pacers have gotten since Oladipo's been back was against the Bulls, where Oladipo hit that pull-up from three when he was having a terrible night. I feel like he's just doing a little bit too much right now. He's dribbling the ball so much, and with Brogdon as the main guy, the ball just seems to move a little bit more naturally. So it's to be expected adding in your best player, who's also going to be your most high-usage guy, while at the same time Sabonis and Brogdon have become such high-usage guys that it's tough to figure it out. Uh, the perfect meshing of all of their talents, uh, which I guess is why you bring him back in January so you have a few months to kind of get those things ironed out in time for the playoffs. But right now, it just looks ugly because everybody's in each other's way and nothing feels smooth, which was kind of the hallmark of the Pacers coming or throughout the season until Oladipo returned. The connection between Brogdon and Sabonis was great, and it's just not 100% there yet with it, Oladipo. This uh, six-game losing streak for the Pacers... 
It's giving you uh, you and I a little hope with our uh, hit the under on the Pacers uh, <laughs> it's possible. total wins it's on possible. the season. Well, we needed it. We were we were definitely uh, not going to be winning that. Now we got somewhat of a chance, somewhat of a chance here with like what's what's the mark? Games. I think it was forty eight. Oh, it's like right. 47 and a half or 48 and they're and a half, on pace actually. for 47 yeah yeah so i mean we needed this streak to, to hit the under um you know, like one more thing with this game that big shot we talked about spencer didn't win the step back but the beautiful double drag to free joe harris to hit the three after oladipo sort of rushed shot that was a thing of beauty and the pacers had just a brain fart defensively Simona said after the game we usually go zone on that um and they didn't. Maybe they were, you know, they were riding high after the Sabonis sort of crazy little funky make that he had over DeAndre Jordan. And just Joe Harris, of all people, Joe Harris left wide mm-hmm. open at the top of the three-point line. And that's a layup for him with that much room. Yeah. And, he, and he banged it home. Well, Andy had a real layup earlier in the yeah. possession. Just went right by Justin yeah, Holiday. That's a good point. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the Pacers' closing lineup is going to be, but I would imagine when it's not going to be Justin Holiday come playoff time. And you saw it was. Aaron Holiday or Justin Holiday? Justin Holiday got really angry there when that defensive play didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You don't see angry Pacers, right? Too often <laughs> in the one leaving Joe combo. Harris. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. they were both sort of all went to the ball. Not the right move there. All right, next one here. Kitchener's finest, Jamal Murray, scored 14 of his 26 points in the fourth quarter to help the Nuggets rally from 23 down to beat the Spurs 127-120. Denver scored 74 points in the second half, a season high, and outscored San Antonio by 21 after the halftime. True or false, guys? You got to be honest with me here. Mm-hmm. You thought the Nuggets were toast in this game. I thought they were toast. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So that's a true. Okay. Good. But, but it was all the second half. Uh, tw- they're down twenty-three third in the third quarter. I got to give it to uh, Jamal Murray. Yeah. And uh, a couple, a couple older men. Number one, Jamal Murray's dad, because <laughs> yep. uh, because Jamal Murray talked to his dad at halftime, and it wasn't so much a pep talk that he had from his dad on the phone, as as Jamal Murray said. Uh, post game, uh, Kendra Andrews wrote this up on the Athletic, but it was just, uh, hey, how you doing, Dad? I'm starting to feel good. And then, and then the old guy on the team, <laughs> the old guy on, on the team, uh, Paul Millsap, his 35th birthday, he got Jamal Murray going. He got everybody going. Uh, he had a huge game. Yeah, uh, Jamal, uh, Paul Millsap off the bench was right? doing shimmies. He had a 16 yeah. point uh, second half, and I think Paul Millsap is the Denver Nuggets JD. Not, not because he's older, JD, uh, <laughs> but because he said post game on his 35th birthday, I'm going to go home, take a bath, and go to sleep. Uh, <laughs> he's a bath man. Bath man. sound like me. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's he. He just didn't want to lose on his birthday. He got his guys going. He rallied. He rallied the troops. Paul Millsap is not a guy we'll remember in 20 years, as we've uh, talked about, I guess. But uh, he's got lots of great moments for him, and this team is resilient. I think it's. Sort of overlooked uh, because there's a lot of good Western Conference stories, but they are very, very resilient. Yeah, they've won three in a row and six of their last seven, and we talked about it on Monday's show, Jamal Murray having a great weekend. You know, he, he was bad in this one in the first half, but got it going when it mattered to get them back in this game, and he's been playing well since he came back from the ankle injury. They made up that deficit in about five minutes, <laughs> yeah, too. It's, it was, uh, it, it's really remarkable how in the NBA you can make up a 20- or 25-point deficit so quickly. That's why uh, you can't think the Nuggets were toast. San Antonio doesn't guard anybody, yeah. and a 20-point lead now is like a 12-point lead 10 years ago. Uh, they nine made threes for the Nuggets You're in the second wrong. half. They also had nine made threes in the first half. Uh, it's just easy to get back in a game if one team – goes cold from three-point and the other team gets hot. And if you're going to be saying it's LaMarcus Aldridge in a shooting contest against Jamal Murray, I would take the Nuggets. 
Fair enough. Oh, yeah. Aldridge is a tough matchup for Jokic. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. He does like, uh, Jokic is like, come on. I'm not going out there. I can't get all the way out there. <laughs> I'm and, good. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he was on fire, especially in the first half, Aldridge was. Spurs are now 0-5 on this rodeo trip. Wow. Oh, boy. Five yeah. back. Five back of the number eight seed in the loss column. Again, They're not gonna do it. Still thirty games or so, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Is this the year? They're finally not gonna make the playoffs. Is yeah. anybody uh, shoveling dirt on them? I am. I will never. I am. You are. Yeah, they're done. You're a Spurs fan. Too. Yeah, I know. Shocking. But uh, but but you, honestly, I've never seen their defense just yeah. so porous as it, as it, as it is this year, and uh, it's just it's just tough because they they get to positions like last night. They, okay, this is the old Spurs, a 23 point big blowout win on the road. This is what they need, and then they and then they blow it. So yeah, I think it's done. Wow. Yeah, they rank 26th in the league defensive rating. Yeah. Um, giving up one thirteen point. I mean, in, interior-wise, you know, Lamarcus Aldridge has never been a great defender himself, but on the perimeter, uh, you know, Derek White's not bad, and, and neither is uh, Dejounte Murray, but um, but that doesn't really seem to have any any real impact on them right now. So was Greg Popovich a great defensive coach, or did he just have uh, Tim Duncan basically there to, to prop up the defense for all they those years? Bring Tim Duncan back, throw him yeah. in the middle, see what happens. He's just on let the him bench. stand there ten yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, final one here: Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe scored twenty-eight points apiece to pace Cream City past Sacktown, one twenty-three, one eleven on Monday. Bucks won without new father Giannis. Yes, the Greek freak missed the game after he and his girlfriend welcomed their first child, which he announced earlier the day on Twitter. Do you see that baby? It looks just like an emoji. It's <laughs> weird. Um, but the win improved the Bucks to 46 and 7. Not a typo. 46 and 7. Um, they're now 5 and 0 without Giannis in the lineup. So true or false, the Bucks are better <laughs> without the Greek freak. Is that a good joke? Yeah, right? uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, I mean, right, you, know, you know, it's it's there for sure. It'll be it's even funnier fruit. in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, <Yes. laughs> um, really, the only, only thing I wanted to talk about from this game was uh, Kane Pittman pointed this out. Actually, an uh, Australian guy covering the uh, the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about Chris Middleton again, 28 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. It's time to start the full-on uh, all-NBA campaign for Chris Middleton because I don't think he's going to make it because he simply doesn't stand out enough. But really, uh, he's having a very, very good productive season. And, you know, you talked about it earlier in the season, Skids, how he doesn't always step up. But I think recently, and again, last night's another example of him taking the mantle for yeah. the team. Yeah. Uh, but that, that position as, as, as forward... On the All NBA, it's very hard for him to break in. But I mean, if they if they do crack 68, 69 wins, something like that, nice. I think he, uh, I think he could sneak into the third team. I think he could. Yeah, it's maybe in play. And like this is maybe similar too to last year's Raptors when Kawhi was not playing at times. For this is a good thing for some of these other guys, especially for your like secondary stars, mm. be it your Bledsoe and your Chris Middleton's, to be like, hey, this is your team. Go get us the win tonight. It's exactly what they did in this one. And yeah, in the five games without Giannis. They haven't played amazing teams. Uh, maybe the best team is maybe Sacramento, maybe Orlando. Uh, I think uh, I don't have the list in front of me, but I know there's been some pretty rough teams that they've they've won without him there. But yeah, Middleton is locked in right now. He is his percentages are 50 from the floor, plus 50 from the floor, plus 43 from three point land, and plus 90 from the line. So the 50 40 90 club, 50 43 90 club. Can you name the only players to do that? Over a season? 50, 40, 50 43, 90. and 90. There I would are, say Steve Nash. Yep. There's a couple more Steves. Steve Kerr. Kerr. And there's one more Steve. Stephen Curry. That's right. <laughs> and then there's one more player. Not named Steve. No. 
Uh, Mark? Is he Mark? Mark Price. Mark Price. Way yeah. to go, Tass. <laughs> yeah, the three Steves and Mark Price. <laughs> the three Steves of shooting. Yeah. So let's call Chris Middleton Steve Middleton from now on. <laughs> yeah, when he's on fire like yeah. this. Steve, lighten it up. Because uh, that's wild. Yeah, sixth time this season the Bucks have hit 18 um, threes or more, and Giannis didn't play in three of those games. So you can take whatever you want from that. You think some team's <laughs> going to sign his son? I mean, I know he's only like a day old. But huh. all the other Antetokounmpo's yeah. get deals. Liam? Is that his name? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sign him up. You're right. Can't leave him open. He hasn't stopped growing yet. Yeah. Just like Giannis. <laughs> Man, that's a great point. 46 and 7. Yeah. I saw, um, sorry, I forget who it was on Twitter this morning right before we sat down here to record, but it was an interesting sort of little debate or poll. If the Bucks win 70-plus games, okay, and the Raptors win 60-plus, obviously a year after losing maybe the best player in the world in Kawhi, you know, who is the coach of your favorite in that scenario? That's a wild one. Is it Bud with the 70-plus wins, or is it Nurse with, let's say, 60-plus wins? be tough to win 70 and not get coach of the year, I think. Right. Though I saw in this thread 13 times in history, I guess, a, a team has won 67 or more games, and only four times was the coach elected coach of the year in those. But any time you've hit 70, yeah. it's happened twice, of course. Um, yeah that they, they've won it in uh, Phil Jackson and Steve Kerr, right? Mm. I don't know. It's, uh, it's going to be a tight one. It's tough not to give a coach <laughs> if you won 70 games. Yeah, for sure. But then... But then doing it with that Kawhi. I know. And, and then with all the injuries, too. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, that's uh, that's a tough one. We will see. All right. We got uh, lots more still to come here on the show. We got to talk about Team USA and the 89 people they've selected uh, to maybe play in the Olympics. We'll get to the Joel Embiid's uh, social media activity there last night. But first... Valentine's Day is approaching, and you forgot to make reservations like a dummy. But are you a piece of space-age titanium? No. <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself. And don't settle for the last table available. Treat your date to delivery with DoorDash at home. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. They dash it to your door, mm. hence the name DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code NODUNKS. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code NODUNKS. Don't forget, that's code NODUNKS for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, a little news. Yesterday, 44 players were announced by USA Basketball as finalists for the team that will play in the Tokyo Games this summer. The pool includes 19 players who have won a total of 31 gold medals in either Olympic or World Cup competition for the Americans, including nine players who captured the Olympic gold uh, for USA Basketball in Rio four years ago. A couple questions off of this. When do you think LeBron plays? What's your gut say? I know he was asked about it last night. I uh, sort of gave an answer of like, we'll see, right? It was like, see how my body's feeling, see how, where I'm at with the family. He, he definitely didn't say, yeah, lock me in, I'm going again. But what, what's your gut thing? I think he's in. I think this you is think so? his last tournament. Go out with a gold medal in Tokyo. Tokyo is a place where they last lost. Oh. Uh, the, the team USA that LeBron was on. So uh, I think he wants to go there. And just, you know, the thing is with LeBron, he's won everything. He didn't play last year in the World Cup. 
and a lot of other guys didn't play. Yeah. And I think that once LeBron says, I'm in, everyone's like, all right, that's a gold medal. I want to go get a gold medal too. So he uh, he has that sway. And I think, like I said, I just think he wants to, under Pop as well, you know, we know he loves and respects Pop. Yep. This will be Pop's last coaching uh, international gig. So and, and coming off maybe the embarrassing, what, seventh place finish. For sure. In yeah. World Cup, you know, play. Um, it's not like, uh, it's like you got to sort of like, get them back to that level, yeah. that Olympic gold level. And we all believe they will once all their guys play. I mean, they're going to be a favorite, but it's not a given. It's yeah. definitely not a given anymore. Not a given, but I would imagine that LeBron plays. But are you sure this is his last time? He can't do it again when he's 39 years old? <laughs> you can if he, he wants could. to, I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. If, he, if he chooses to, yes, in that. Paris, it'll be the Ooh, Olympics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Baguette. I don't know. French guys in here. If, uh, <laughs> yeah. I love your berets. Yeah. Uh, but I imagine he he will play this summer, having not played since 2012, right? Uh, on the Olympic. He didn't play in the 2016 Olympics as well. He wasn't? Yes, he was. Didn't he? No, no, he didn't play in No, none of those guys Rio. played. Everybody no. sat up for the Rio Olympics. Durant was, Durant the, was, there, Durant was yeah. the was the headliner. There was no Curry. Oh, but even that said, LeBron, if he joins this team, he's going to become the second four-time men's basketball Olympian for the U.S., joining Melo. Yeah, second, yeah. second four-time mm-hmm. yeah, medalist. Right. Four, no. oh, 08, and 12, and now yeah, 2020. Yeah, yeah, crazy, Four-time crazy. medalist. Yeah. But only three golds, mm. assuming they win this one. Yes, yes, Well, yes, and yes. then the 2024 gold as well, <laughs> with his son. <laughs> yeah, ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and then, yeah, I said it there, like, I wonder how many of the guys that played on the 2016 Olympic team, and you were right, uh, thanks for correcting me there, I always th- think LeBron was on that team just because he's played in so many Olympics. Um, but nine guys from the mix from that team, Harrison Barnes, Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Paul George, Draymond Green, Kyrie Irving, Kyle Lowry, and Clay Thompson. It is, t- it is fascinating to me as always with selecting these teams. And by the way, they're not like going to like, there's no tryouts here as far as what I've read. It's like, here's the list and we'll pick the 12 to go with mm-hmm. to, to, to Tokyo. But I wonder, like, hey, you were on the 16 team. Are you, if you want, are you sort of automatic, like, lock to go in 2020 again? Like, if you want to, any of those nine guys I just said are like, they're like, okay, we'll take you again. Well, Jerry Colangelo does like to reward the guys Hell yeah. who have been there before. So I, I think he would give them favoritism if they choose to. Yeah. Kawhi and Paul George, Harden, Lillard, Anthony Davis, and Curry have expressed interest already before. We've heard them say stuff about the idea of going, and things change, of course, but mm. of going to uh, 2020 here and playing. And those guys, I think, would all be on the team <laughs> if they want to be. Yeah, I, I hope it's not a pure preference thing from the 2016 team because we don't need Harrison Barnes on the Olympic team. If you're looking at guys who are locks from 2016, I would say Jimmy Butler is close if if he wants to play in the summer. I don't think we're going to see Clay or D- Durant playing this summer since uh, oh, they really? won't be playing Clay, in yeah. the M- I think they're going to make their returns in the Olympics. No, but I thought Clay said even after the injury, he said he really wants to go there. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, I mean, certainly well, that's possible. Clay, those will, guys Clay will be in China, so he can just pop over to Japan <laughs> hang out. And then it's like Paul George and Draymond, I think, is on is on the edge uh, of would he be selected. Kyrie Irving, would he be a lock? I don't know. I guess it depends on how many other guards say yes. Yeah. What about Lowry? I Not a lock for me. Huh. Hmm. That's, uh, yeah, again, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated with how much they go, well, you did it, and you committed, and we want to reward you, and if you want to be on the team, and you're obviously still an all-star type player, then we want to have you back. Yeah, but I mean, all these other guys committed at another time. Yeah, yeah. Most, uh, what were you going to say? Oh, no, just Clay. Clay did say last year, he said, I would love to play, that is the plan, I would like to be on the Olympic team, yeah. so... 
you know, he doesn't seem like the sort of guy to me who would just say it and not really commit, I think. Right. I wonder, would the Warriors want that? Mm, you never know. Yeah. Um, was there an ass- – I mean, again, there was 44 names. I'm not going to go through <laughs> all of them. But there was there a surprising omission from the invite list, at least? Oh, snubs from a 44-man well, list. <laughs> the, only, the only one for me um, – so De'Aaron Fox was basically on the team for the World Cup last year. And they needed him, and he pulled out at the last minute. Yeah. And he hasn't ha- obviously had a great season. He's been injured. But the fact he's not even in the mix mm. sort of tells me that Jerry was, like, upset for whatever happened, I think. That's pure speculation on my behalf. But, uh, you know, because th- he was he was basically a lock for the team. Yeah. And then he said, like, I'm concentrating on the season. Like, uh, like everybody else did, too. <laughs> With that squad. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Everybody pulled out. Yeah, but no one pulled out quite that. Like, because he was a late inclusion, too. Because he was on the... Well, they there brought was, him up, yeah. 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 And yeah. there were injuries yes. happening to some of the and guards. And Pop was yeah. playing favorites, playing Derek White over him. Yeah. So yeah. then he left the team. Yeah. And I think something similar happened with Trey Young. He was got poked in the eye, and then he left. And he's also not on this list, which I find surprising. Yeah. Although I liked Lloyd Pierce's comments. You know, you would think Lloyd Pierce asked about it. Like, why is Trey Young not on this gigantic list? He's a starting all-star. He's a young guy. Wouldn't you want to get him in the system? And his... It wasn't just like, yeah, this is crazy. Where is he? It was like, nah, you know, he's only he's he hasn't uh, had the career yet to warrant being selected, which was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Now he, Lloyd Pierce, I should he's a coach. He's a, he's, yeah. he's one of the coaches under Pop on this team. Yeah, Trey Young, and then people are saying, why why are Zion Williamson and John Morant, you know, two obviously rookies, um, why are they not even in, included? Mm. But again, I think a big part of it is like, again, this is not, there's not like tryouts or like selects here or stuff like that. Yeah, it's, but that being the case, put them on the list. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's 44 names long. It couldn't go to 47. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're right. Or in even 50. Guess well, how that, many yeah. states there are? 50. Mm. <laughs> you want a representative each, from each <laughs> yeah. state? I want one from each state. We'll see you soon, Matt Bonner. <laughs> <laughs> a Duncan Robinson. Oh, that's tough. Tough for the Bonner boys. <laughs> They've been usurped. Sarah Silverman, she likes basketball. <laughs> All right, we got a other little piece of news here. I'll just chuck it in. Former Hornets forward Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Remember him? He has agreed to sign with the Mavericks. Tim McMahon and Woj, their sources say the Mavs have released shooting guard Ryan Brokoff to create a roster spot for MKG. Lee, you're shaking your head. Your yeah. Australian broke off. Shot 40.3% from three-point range in two seasons with the Mavs. Always looks stylish on the sidelines there. But a rough week for Aussies because Jonah Bolden was also waived from the Philadelphia 76ers. So, uh, yeah, not a good trade deadline week for us boys. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Ryan just couldn't get on the court. That was the problem there. So, But then again, I mean, MKG, I mean... I guess the idea is get a little defense with all those wings you're going to be sure. maybe seeing in a playoff series. <laughs> Does he do that? I mean... Does he even play? When, when was the last time I haven't he played? Seen, I haven't seen minutes? some Michael. Yeah, I haven't seen Michael Kidd Gilchrist play in a while. I will be honest. Outside yeah. of maybe the odd highlight that he pops up in, but uh, he's still holding on here. And the Mavs, the Mavs are interested enough again as a perimeter defender, which is where he made his his calling. Of course, in the they league. have a lot of those like guys though. That's, that's why it's a little bit surprising. You know, Dorian Finney-Smith and tough guys, tough perimeter. Delon Wright. They have a lot of those dudes, yeah, so those it's a little smaller surprising. Guys, though, you know, th- th- thinner guys than on MKGs, got a little more <laughs> heft to them. Yeah, he's he's stronger. Oh, yeah, he's, he's been stronger. I know he is taller. So is he going to play? <laughs> None of these bio guys ever make any difference. Oh, that's incorrect. What about the Philadelphia 76ers? Marco Bellinelli hit some big shots. <laughs> the confetti was falling. <laughs> Chris Birdman Anderson didn't miss for an entire playoffs. Basically, remember I mean like forty eight thousand straight shots? They're all dunks. Dunks, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's rare is my point. But you're yeah, I guess you're right. 
I don't think MKG. Let me put yeah, it. Yeah, you know me, what? I'm yeah. with you, actually. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make a lick of difference. <laughs> no, I'm it. surprised they picked him up. Yep. Tim Thomas had a pretty big impact on the Suns back in the day in Ooh, 2006. Nice pull, yeah. nice pull, man. Way to throw it in my face, guys. <laughs> yeah. Wow, all of these teams just went right to the title, didn't they? Won it all. I guess Birdman. Birdman win? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Gotta preface this tweet of the night by saying this could be a huge waste of time. This could be a huge waste of the <laughs> okay. next three to six minutes of your life. Okay. But gotta do it because it's part of the NBA. Joel Embiid took to Instagram last night, but it was making Twitter a buzz, so we gotta include in tweet of the night. It's just a eight twenty Eastern. Sixers aren't playing, so Joel Embiid takes to Instagram and posts a photo of himself hushing the crowd in Philadelphia with the caption, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Hashtag the process. The old dark night quote for some reason. And uh, Jimmy Butler, his old teammate in Philadelphia from last season, replied, I know a place where villains are welcome. Joel replied, damn right, or something like that. I can't find it in the 36,000 replies to Jimmy Butler. But he, he basically was saying, hey, you don't like Ben Simmons. I don't like Ben Simmons. Or what is he saying? Yeah, I mean, what, what what are they saying? Joel Embiid is amidst this whole, I want to have fun again. I don't need to be serious. Like I said, I was going to be earlier in the season or coming into the season, I should say. And then he changed it up when Shaq and Chuck interviewed him a couple months ago. So this whole Philadelphia 76ers thing is, uh, it's just a bit of a mess. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't get what Joel Embiid is doing and, but maybe he's having fun and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe he's going to be a leader all of a sudden. And maybe this team is just good in the playoffs. So we shouldn't care right now because they were really close to knocking off Kawhi Leonard, but, uh, Jimmy Butler was a key to that team. And now Jimmy Butler is gone and he's tweeting at him to come to Miami, I guess, or Instagramming him to come to Miami, I guess is what that means. So, um, or they just really love Marvel movies. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> or again, maybe they, they, uh, bond in their dislike for Ben Simmons. I, I bring that up because, um, you know, that is, that is, again, total speculation. But Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't seem to be getting along all that well. The team's not getting along all that well. And so here we are, Insta Instagramming, reporting on Instagrams. You should have well actually me there, JD. It's not Marvel, is it? Yeah, I was yeah, going to jump yeah, in there. Yeah, but, well, yeah. You know. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry to piss you off. You know? <laughs> just, I'm, I don't take it personally. What is it, DC? It's DC. It's DC. Oh, yeah. I just know that Martin Scorsese hates them all. <laughs> um, yeah, who knows? Who knows with this? Uh, I mean, then Embiid say, what do you say after? He said, I'm made for this. And so are you. If I can take it, then you can too. <laughs> Fill so it tough. On Twitter. He actually went on Twitter and said that. Yeah, he switched yeah. it up. Hmm. Hashtag all love. So he's saying, like, everybody relax. I guess he's, he's saying just, everybody. I, he's like, I'm joking around. I'm just trolling here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we didn't even he got make, a lot of. He yeah. got a lot of. A lot of hate for that Instagram, so then he took to Twitter yeah. and said that. Yeah. Because we didn't even bring it up on Monday's podcast, the whole you know, uh, incident or whatever it was where he was shushing the crowd because mm. Philly, I guess, was booing him, the Sixers, and he hit a big shot, and he did the whole, like, that's why he was doing that photo, like, silencing them, and then he also dropped the F-bomb, said it to, <laughs> was to himself, but it seemed to Tell be myself like... to shut up. Yeah, it was all weird. We didn't even, I, didn't, I didn't even think it warranted being addressed because it was all like, there's nothing to this. I'm also, I'm usually pro-booing. Uh, boo when you want to, but I don't think this is good booing by the 76ers. 
They're 24 and two at home. They won that game. Joel Embiid has been an All Star and an All NBA player who sat out two seasons for injuries and has come back and has put you back on the map rather than being a joke of a basketball team. And you're booing him because they play poorly on the road. I guess it's uh, it is odd. And it's odd that they are 24 and two at home and nine and 19 on the road. I guess they need their faithful to be in their corner to help them get across the line, and they can't do it within their locker room because they are sort of divided in that locker room and can't come up with wins on the road. I don't know. I'm just trying to make trying to get an explanation of why they have the best record at home, and yet we still consider them a failure this season because of their uh, road record. It's Furkan's team. <laughs> he was nominated for player of the week last week had a great week so Furkan is the steady hand for this team keeping everyone on an even keel sort of I love Joel Embiid leaning into this nonsense I like my Joel Embiid with these crazy cryptic trolling like nonsense what again is the for the lack of a better word I love it that's when he's better I'm telling you he's like he's just gotta be he's gotta embrace it this whole no we talked about it we debated it at the start of the season this idea of like oh, I don't want to be the the bad guy anymore I'm gonna try and fit in F- that man <laughs> lean into it you are better like this but, but he doesn't the know chaos he doesn't you. know what he wants he doesn't know if no, he wants he to doesn't. be the mean guy he doesn't know if he wants to get back to being happy he doesn't know if he wants to tell the fans to shut up he doesn't know if he wants the fans to tell him to shut up yeah. he's thinking too much yeah he's a fair. he's victor oladipo in this for sure yeah because it was when he had that Shaq and chuck interview where he said okay i'm gonna go back to being a fun guy in early december so it seemed like he had it sorted out, but that was two months ago. So he's going back and forth. He's really wavering here. He's torn. He's a real two-face Harvey Dent right now from the DC universe. <laughs> Pick him results from last night. Oh, my goodness. It was the Wolves-Raptors game. Toronto had to win by 11 to cover because Lee took them, and they won by 11. Ooh, it was close. Close to the end, some three-point shots were going down, and the Wolves were upset with Pascal Siakam taking one, even though, you know, there was still They've more than 24 given up 134 seconds. points, and they're worried about the last three. I know. Jesus Christ, 42 seconds is when the Raptors got the possession. I know, I know. Anyway, ah. didn't matter. So you got the win. I mean, you, you squeaked it out there. Nice nice pull by you. Lee uh, improves to 3-3 three and three here in the month in February. Everybody else took the L. Trey's 3-3. Three and three. Tass is 4-2. and two. I'm 1-5. and five. May have lost five in a row. I think I started with the win. Anyway, it's bad. It's bad. What's our game tonight? There's some good games on tonight, especially on TNT. Yeah, five game night and TNT doubleheader kicks us off. Old 7 o'clock Eastern and 9.30 Eastern. The first one is the Philadelphia 76ers hosting the Los Angeles Clippers. Here we go. Finals preview. (laughs) That's what many predicted. (laughs) Many, many predicted, including some in this room. One and a half point dogs are the Sixers at home, so does it really matter? No. You're picking the winner between the Clippers on the road, third game of a four-game trip. It's not a back-to-back, so you should see Kawhi and Paul George in the lineup. And the Sixers, as we said, best record at home wow. in the association. Woo-hoo! Let oh. me see ball into the picks pool here and tell you I'm taking the 76ers. Third game in four nights for the Clippers, and Embiid tends to play better when his back is against the wall. Forty and twenty tonight. It's true. Get your super odds. Clippers. Clippers are a bit of a weird team, but if Paul and Kawhi are playing, I think they've got this one. I'm taking the Clips. I'm taking the Sixers as well. I love this wild, chaotic Embiid. He flourishes with this craziness going around him. Yep. Philly. 
Yeah, I'm gonna take Philly too. Surprisingly, oh. Philly has won the last four meeting against the Clippers. Hey. Ooh. All right, Lee, the only one swerving again. Taking LAC on the road, but Z- it worked Zubats for you last time. is gonna shut him down. Hey, big man. he's not bad inside. <laughs> he's not bad inside at all. All right, guys, those are our picks. Thanks for joining us today. Fingers crossed, like I said, we should have a bonus episode of No Dunks for you a little bit later today, so make sure you subscribe to the No Dunks podcast feed. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, some of the best Instagram follows are actually people who just post their tweets on Instagram. It's crazy. Twitter's a better platform. I like it more. Embrace the day, people. You could stay.